Watch the big brew. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. How are you doing today, Siobhan? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, fantabulous. Now, I've known you before. I know your family. We'll just get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. But you've also been down in the Dominican Republic for the last, what, four months or so? What are you doing down there? Are you in trouble at home? If I was, I'm sure I would have come home very quickly. (laughs) It had always been a kind of a dream of mine to take a gap year and study abroad for a little bit before I entered college. So when I was presented the opportunity to come down to the Dominican Republic and study Spanish and experience the life of a missionary firsthand, I could not turn it down. So I'm here to learn as much as I can and experience as much as I can and just kind of just see the world and come back with an entirely new worldview to share with my friends and family back home. Now you are, as we're talking about this, getting ready to head home tomorrow, right? Yes, bright and early. Your home is... My home is Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and that is where my father is a pastor, almost around 2,000 miles away from home right now. Oconomowoc, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, excellent. Good job. Excellent. So you're down there, you're learning Spanish. Where are you living? What, what kind of things are you doing? Well, I am currently living with um, Pastor Ted Cray and his family. He is the regional director of the um, Latin America's for the LCMS. Sure. Um, what I'm doing as a daily basis, I'm kind of in a way almost like a nanny for the missionary kids here. Oh, okay. Um, because there's lots of them. There is around 25 children just from the missionary families here. So it is a huge group of people. And so my daily life is usually have a Spanish class every day. Hmm. And then I'll come home and I'll help with around the house. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I would head out to Palmar Arriba, which is where the seminary down here is located. And there's also a a small middle school located here as well. And I would be volunteer as an English teacher um, for for the children from pre-kindergarten to eighth grade, which was great experience, something I was not expecting that I was going to be doing here. Wow. What are some, um, I mean, your ex, so you had really no huge expectations of what you were going to experience when you went. You just had to kind of have an open mind to it all, right? That I did. I The only thing that I was really certain of was actually two things. One, that I was going to be learning Spanish and that I was going to be living with the missionary family. Everything else was kind of open for decision once I got down there, which was at the same time exciting and terrifying. Oh, but I, yeah, but I'm that's what makes it kind of fun it. is uh, is the mystery of the unknown. And, of course, the one known, and I'll just say it in case they're listening, yeah. and even if they're not – Pastor Cray and his family are just absolutely wonderful in in every way, and he oh, does yeah. a tremendous job in his role as the uh, director for all of our Latin American missionaries. and And there are plenty of other, I mean, in one place that you could have gone where you had a chance to kind of be around some other folks from the states. You have a good six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, different family or missionary groups or couples or whatnot there at the seminary. Mm-hmm. 
and it's pretty it's pretty cool you have like the 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 seminary you've got the middle school you've got uh there's the um isn't it the disabled kids that are there's a there's a, a place there for is them, a right? group home here right mm-hmm. it was very it was very interesting um it was actually almost like god chose this perfect time for me to come down here because not only was i down here for the opening of a new seminary i was here to celebrate the um, 500th anniversary of the reformation and I was also down here during one of the a very, very difficult time for all of the Latin Americans, which involved the two Category 5 hurricanes down here and the earthquakes in Mexico, which was very, very scary for everyone here because I was directly inside a hurricane. And I was able to help with the relief efforts and see firsthand how disasters can affect people that don't have everything that we have back in the States. Right. And, and thanks be to God, you didn't have the brunt of the storm as bad as it is. I've been in a hurricane too, but uh, you still had a chance to, mm-hmm. to really, you've had quite a lot of experiences while you've been there in a, sh- in really a short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, five months or whatever it is, as you reflect a bit back on your time there, as your time is kind of winding down and, and you're leaving tomorrow to head home what, what kind of things surprised you that you didn't expect to find out? Well, there's been lots of things that I kind of learned about myself while I've been down here. What I learned about, what one of the things that really surprised me is just how far our LCMS's influence spreads. Because I, I grew up inside the LCMS. Mm-hmm. I've always been a Lutheran. Yeah, me but too. I never really knew what all we as a synod do. Um, so getting to see how we touch the lives of people all across the world from, from all these different countries down in South America and Central America, even Spain. It was very, very interesting for me. I was shocked to see that we have so many people that are from all over the place that are interested in learning. With the opening of the seminary, we had people from Argentina, from Venezuela, through the midst of all this terrible stuff mm. that's going down in Venezuela right oh, now, yeah. who have come and are still willing to learn and profess their faith. But so that was very, very interesting for me to see. I think the most thing that shocked me the most, to be completely honest, it, it's very silly, but was just how hot it is. Me from being from upper Midwest, it was very big culture shock. But what's a typical day think, like there right now, like even in the, in late December here? It's in the 80s, actually. Yeah. It, there, like, People bring out their winter coats at around 70 or 60. <laughs> I've, wit- I've witnessed I'm- that myself when I, I spent some time in West Africa, and uh, we were all sweating to death, and the, the Americans that went, and uh, it was like 88 degrees in high humidity. And, of mm-hmm. course, me, uh, having lived many years in Wyoming, and I've become a little bit of a wuss now down in New Mexico, but we were just sweating to death, and these guys are running around in, like, winter parkas and stuff. <laughs> The day. It's just kind mm-hmm. of crazy. Oh, yeah. And there's something about the culture of Latin American countries that I've been able to see. Well, I've been very blessed because I've been able to, I have been able to travel. I have been to Guatemala. I've been to Panama this, this past year, actually. Oh, really? Right before I came here. Wow. Yes, I was, I was able to go with my school for a little trip down there to learn about how the country and how the Panama Canal formed and created which is very fascinating now you have kind of a special familial kind of connection with guatemala right yes my youngest brother brennan manuel it was adopted from down there and we were 
it was very, very hard time for us because the t- in 2008, when we adopted him, the whole adoption system was shutting down and they were re- redoing the entire thing. So thousands of families that were trying to adopt were denied their t- these kids, mm. their kids. And we were one of the few people that we're allowed to continue through the adoption. So, no, thanks be to um, God for that. But of course, it breaks yes, your thanks heart. Be to God for that. Of course, it breaks your heart to think about how many others uh, couldn't be mm-hmm. adopted by uh, loving families that could have given them mm-hmm. um, the life that your little your little brother has. Yes. So, so I'm I'm assuming so. You're heading back. We're in the post Christmas time here. Are you getting ready to go to college? What are your plans going forward? And how did this uh, this decision to uh, to go down to the DR for five months, how did that affect that? What's what's coming up for you? Well, um, when I get back home, I will be likely taking some, starting taking some classes during the spring. Um, but I will be fully starting college in the fall of 2018. So I will be going to Concordia Mequon, which is the FEMA-related college in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But my decision to come down here was mainly because what I am interested in doing for the rest of my life or what my dream is, is I want to go and see the world. My dream job for that it has been for years has been to be a photojournalist for National Geographic oh. and travel and meet all these people because I find people and culture fascinating mm. because for those who believe in the creation story like I do, we all, every single person on earth is related back to two people and back to one God. So, but yet there's so much diversity and beautiful, beautiful things that people don't see because they don't get an opportunity to, to go travel like I have. And I want to go learn more about these people everywhere. I want to see how they live. I want to know what their daily life is like because there is something incredibly beautiful about a person and I'm every person is different and yet very, very similar because we all have our needs. We all have our beliefs, but when it comes down to it, we, we all need love. We all have dreams. We all have the same basic hopes and desires, but Everything is so different than what we ha- can experience if we just stay home and s- sit and just look at it through a screen or a book. Sure. Those can only do so much. No, absolutely. There's I've a, you, you couldn't to go have out been experienced the world. Yeah, and you you could you probably did quite a bit of little research and learning about the Dominican Republic before going down there and all this. Kind of, it doesn't compare to actually to actually being there, you know. But one of the things that you were saying is that you know everybody is we are all uniquely different and there is great diversity, but yet yet we're still we're still similar. We all we all are sinful people in need of forgiveness. And so uh, one of the most mm-hmm. beautiful things there is to have also had this uh, rich experience to learn about that aspect of it too. As, as you look back to your time in the Dominican Republic and especially working with the missionaries and at the school, going to church, meeting some of the locals, are there any experiences in terms of um, the faith experience that you've had or what you've witnessed that's going to especially stay with you and has been formative? Well, yes. This, there, is, there wasn't a specific event. There was a very tragic event that happened in the lives of the missionaries down here. Um, there was a child that was lost to one of the missionary families, hmm. and that affected everyone. 
because one of the amazing things that I have seen down here is just the community because mm. family for these people, for, for Dominicans, especially family is not solely defined by blood. Hmm. Family is defined by those you care about and by your neighbors. There's such a com- community aspect down here that you don't get in the United States. So everyone knows everyone and everyone cares about everyone else. So when the child was lost, everything kind of just shut down and everyone was there for the family. And th- there's always the question of why, um, how could God let this happen? Sure. But I was able to see th- these people come and come together for this family and support them and through ch- their faith. It was, it's hard to describe, but there's something that when tragedy strikes, it'll either strengthen your faith or weaken it. Sure. And that all depends on you and the people you are around and how you let it affect you. Of course, uh, you know, God has this little habit of uh, working those things out for the good of those who love him. And, um, you know, we always look at the negative aspects of a tragedy and oftentimes you look Mm -hmm. back or when we experience loss or even things like hurricanes and whatnot, as horrible as they can Mm -hmm. be and as much as we wish it didn't happen, even in the midst of all of these things, God uses this to, uh, uh, to expand his purposes. Mm -hmm. And so you saw a real community in a way that you hadn't even in America, maybe you wouldn't see. Yes. And this experience hit home, especially for me, because mm. my family has lost children as well. Mm. And around the same time as this baby was lost as well. So seeing mm. that and experiencing it almost kind of again, over again, because these people had become kind of my second family down here. Sure. It reminded me of that time, but it also reminded me, as horrible as it sounds, had we not lost that child, we would have never adopted my younger brother. So he would have never come into my family and he would have never come into the faith. Right. And that, that's a beautiful case in point of, of how God works these things for good. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that and, uh, we wish that it wasn't different. You wish you had both, of course. Um, but mm-hmm. you know what? You know what's beautiful is God has both. Mm-hmm. And so yes. uh, ultimately that is what God's greatest concern is, is how he can expand his kingdom and bring others into it. Well, I, I mm-hmm. you know, don't feel, I, I think that's a wonderful experience. You know, I'll tell you one of my own. I, as a longtime campus pastor and being in a place where for 16 years of my life at the University of Wyoming, where 90% of mm-hmm. everyone that I worked with was a college student and not kind of being yeah. in a traditional, <laughs> normal church experience. I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I have a different view of family. Uh, I, it's not just about flesh and blood. It truly is. And what we're really talking about is the body of Christ here that, uh, that -hmm. that my family are, are those that I'm closest to. And it doesn't, and in some cases I might be as closer, closer to people that aren't, you know, traditional flesh and blood. And so family takes on a different context when you start talking about the body of Christ. And it sounds like, especially from my own experience, I've been privileged to be down in the DR once and I've been to Puerto Rico and a couple of other places that, uh, that these ties, especially in Latin America, really, really bode well to, you know, here you are down there, all these missionaries to serve those that are there. You're there to give, right? And yet God teaches yes. everybody there a lesson of how the community and those you are serving can care for you. I I don't think it gets much more beautiful than that. 
Mm-hmm. My father made sure to remind me before I left that I am here to serve, not to be served. So that is something that's very important. Yeah, but you've been served just as much by this experience as as anything oh, that you've course. given. And that's the way mm-hmm. that God, that's the way God does it. So to turn a corner, and I appreciate you telling us that story. I think it's absolutely beautiful. But when you think about, you took kind of a gap year kind of a thing. Lots of college students, in some cases, graduating high school seniors as yourself. Sometimes uh, young people are in the middle of their college experience, or maybe they don't want to go to work right away and want to take a year off after college. Would you encourage others if they are as equally inclined to, to take have this kind of experience, whether it's for a semester or two, uh, sometime during their post-high school and college life? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Any if advice, out, any advice, there, any advice is, that you would give them? For anyone out there who's considering, who's ever even thought of taking a gap year or going studying abroad, if you have the opportunity, take it. It will not only change how you see the world, it'll change your how you see yourself. Mm. You'll learn so much, and it's something that you, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you probably won't get this chance again. But, yeah, so if you can do it, do it. And, of course. <laughs> because you know, I've learned so much about my and what I want to do with my life and how other people and how my, my faith works that I don't, I've, I will be coming home to a changed person. And I'm not sure what my future has in store for me, but I know that this is going to change what my plans are. And with the grace of God, it will be for the better. Oh, absolutely. Have you, have you, has it made you rethink maybe, and don't feel bad, people, I always tell people the statistics, and I only quote statistics if they already agree with what I already thought, but that's how everybody uses it. Mm-hmm. But the, the, uh, the average college student changes their major uh, 3.2 times while they're in college. And so actually, it's kind of a unique thing. You've had the experience now going to college. You've rethought maybe what you think you might want to do, or has it more sharpened your focus of what kinds of things that you would like to do someday now that you've had this before you head off for school? Well, yes. Yes and no. I have always been interested in the same couple of things, history, art, literature, hmm. people. But I've also always wanted to help people sure. and as I said one of my dreams for the longest time was to be is to be a photojournalist but I also had the chance to teach here I've had the chance to see what a missionary can do how, what good they can bring sure. so I'm sure that yes I'm going to be changing my major at some point I'm currently undecided listed as undecided good because <laughs> I used to always kind of almost inwardly smirk when it like incoming freshman orientation sessions somebody would have on their name tag i am a double major with uh with quadruple minors i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> you're mm-hmm. gonna change all yeah, this for and sure. you just, just kind of don't know it yet deciding what you want to do for the future is an incredibly difficult decision because a it's what you're you want to do for the rest of your life sure. and if you what you choose is going to affect essentially everything what you do your job who you meet Sure. you're friends with where you live everything's so interrelated i'm still very very young i am only 19 years old i have no idea what what's in store for me i have but no you idea. know what you have uh, had and lots of times are especially for students that might be listening out there one of the things that i think is wonderful about the opportunity that you had here is that you know we we often think about learning in terms of you know academia 
you know, unless you're getting uh-huh. a grade or writing papers. Well, you have had an ultimate learning experience that you just can't get. Oh, in for books. sure. And I, I always tell people, I wish we could get back to loving learning for the sake of learning, growing for the sake of growing. And you have had a tremendous experience in that regard. And I would encourage anybody that's listening, if you ever thought about gap year experiences, we have our uh, LCMS Youth Ministry Young Adult Corps uh, that you can uh, mm-hmm. can look into. You can serve as a geomissionary. I'm sure that there are other opportunities. I know that many people, especially around in the Latin American region and other regions of the world, would love to have people come and spend six months, nine months, two years, one year, whatever, to have these opportunities. And so, uh, and I'll be sure to kind of highlight some of those with the links to the program here. But as you head home, mm-hmm. What are you, uh, other than family, what, what's the one thing that you've missed from, other than family, because I know you could talk about that forever, what's the one thing that you've missed that you're looking forward to the most heading back home to Economawak? <laughs> I love saying that. Oh, well, yeah, my family is my main one, for sure, but I've missed going to school, actually, hmm. com- to be completely honest, huh, interesting. which is interesting, because I, I love learning, and people, a lot of a lot of people who graduate high school will say, oh, I'm glad that's all over. I can't wait to go to college. Or You feel a little bit rejuvenated in that regard. Yes, I've taken time off, and I'm ready to get back into it. I want to learn more. This is help- I believe this experience is helping me mature. Because leaving high school, I was graduating, and I- college was looming closer and closer. Mm-hmm. But- and it was- it's scary. I'm going to – yeah, it's-, it's scary. College is scary. Decisions are scary, but as I've been down here, I've been able to see more and more clearly that I want to be able to help people. I want to learn and better myself so that I can help others do the same. So you miss school. What do you miss? I miss school. What are you going to miss about the DR? Other than the people, I know you could talk about them forever, and the craze are tremendous. All the missionaries down there are fan- oh, yes. fantabulous. But what... Any kind of foods or things that you've had a chance to learn or you're, to, to have that you're going to miss? Well, yes. I've, I've eaten more fruit and vegetables here than I think I have ever before in my entire life. Uh, daily, All those years uh, of your mom can... bugging you to eat your fruit and vegetables. <laughs> you, get his, uh, yes. you get 2,000 miles away from mom, and what do you do? You're eating more fruits <laughs> Sorry, and vegetables. <laughs> I love it. But there's every meal has rice and beans and chicken usually. But mm. so I'm going to miss the food. I'm going to miss just the atmosphere here. Sure. I think it's so incredibly lively here. There is always something happening. Everyone is always going a million miles a minute. The, there's the they, people don't sleep. I honestly don't think people sleep here because. If you go out at night, it's too hot and humid to sleep on all the time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I have, thank Lord, I have air conditioning in my bedroom, but I did not at the beginning, and oh, it was so hard. <laughs> and if you don't, but you're going to be out late at night when it's when it cools off just enough. You don't want to be inside when it's so so wonderful to be out. Mm-hmm. Well, Siobhan, um, yeah. you're heading home. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing your experience with us. And thank you to all of our missionaries down there, if they're listening, and especially the Cray family and everyone there. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, so are you taking cigars home for your for your dad? And uh, and maybe your mom. Don't want to be sexist. Um, well, I know your mom smokes cigars. Are you, you know, there, there's a lot of cigar. I know Pastor Cray uh, loves his mm-hmm. cigars. 
Any well, chance you're... Well, it's kind of a cultural thing, to be completely honest. It's, <laughs> kind of, almost like, it's kind of like going to a bar, but you, instead of going to a bar, you sit around with your friends and you talk and smoke a cigar. Yeah, but, I, I've been down there. We, we smoke quite a few cigars down there. and and uh, Yes, I am bringing back some for my family. I, yes, I knew am. it. I knew it. I may just have mm-hmm. to come visit. I'm not going to promise because I promised you I was going to come down for the fall for the fall uh, um, Latin American retreat, and I I didn't make it. So maybe maybe I'll have to uh, to come uh, visit you guys this fall and uh, sneak one of those. <laughs> well, you'd be cer- certainly would be welcome. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of Christmas time. A happy New Year. Safe travels home, and take care. Thank you very much. You too. That's all we have time for. Remember, college students, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>